Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. This is the state of California. Doug Sovereign is off this week. Governor Gavin Newsom announced in April that he was deploying the California Highway Patrol and the California National Guard to address the fentanyl crisis in the Tenderloin neighborhood of San Francisco. Since the CHP began their crackdown about six weeks ago, they say their officers have seized 4.2 kilos of fentanyl, enough to kill potentially 2.1 million people. For more, we're joined by Mike Senna, Executive Director of the Northern California High Intensity Drug Trafficking Area Task Force. Mike, thanks so much for joining us on KCBS. Uh, thank you very much for the invitation. Glad oh. to be here. Okay, so 4.2 kilos of fentanyl in you know a short amount of time. It seems like a staggering quantity pulled off the street. But what kind of impact does that actually have on the problem? Is there a way to tell? You know, as far as the narcotics that are seized in the tenderloin, specifically fentanyl, um, that quantity, there's actually much more of that seized um, by undercover agents and the officers that are working in the tenderloin. So when we look at the large amount of uh, fentanyl that's coming in the country, you know, especially over the last five years, um, we have, you know, ton quantities uh, that are coming in uh, across the United States. So um, the impact that that has is very, very much at the local level. Um, but we have drug dealers every day that are personally carrying one to three uh, pounds of fentanyl uh, to sell on the streets of San Francisco each. So we have a lot of narcotics, unfortunately, on our streets. And the deadly nature of fentanyl is, uh, you know, causing a huge increase in the number of deaths and overdoses daily in the Tenderloin and across the Bay Area in San Francisco. Mike, I must admit, I've never heard of the Northern California High Intensity Drug Trafficking Area Task Force. Is that new? How did it come about? And how are you working with the California National Guard, the San Francisco Sheriff's Department, which is now uh, being deployed onto the streets along with the San Francisco Police Department? Well, the actual HIDA program, the High Intensity Drug Trafficking Area program, is a program that was established in the late 80s, by Congress under the Executive Office of the President, um, and there is a Office of National Drug Control Policy um, that, that we work uh, within the framework of. And with our 33 high-intensity drug trafficking areas, we are a task force of task forces. So in our region of Northern California, um, we actually have over 20 task forces that are HIDA task forces, which a requirement is that it be federal, state, local, tribal participation, um, co-location of personnel, and everyone working together. And that is our role and our goal is to provide information, to provide resources, to provide training, to provide technology, and to provide organization 
to support uh, major efforts against drug trafficking organizations across the United States. It's been identified that many of the dealers are from Honduras, and most of the arrests of people buying are from outside of San Francisco. So would one part of the solution be to stop the flow of buyers and dealers actually coming into the city, and can that actually be done? Well, uh, actually, no. And uh, one of the things that we have to deal with is the demand. Um, there are a lar- There is a large population of addicted, you know, people throughout the communities throughout the Bay Area. Um, and fentanyl is a potent, potent opioid uh, synthetic. And when we're dealing with it and dealing with addiction, uh, we've got to deal with a multi-pronged approach. It is not just about enforcement. It's about education. It's about getting the word out there about this threat. But it's also about getting uh, folks the treatment that they need um, to reduce the demand. So there's there's no way to... Uh, to do one or the other. It all has to be done in combination and coordination between law enforcement, public health, our legislators and our community leaders um, to really address the opioid addiction issue that's uh, the core root of this, as well as dealing with the drug trafficking organizations um, that are out there that are bringing narcotics across from Mexico into the United States and then putting it in the hands of the sellers in the case of uh, the tenderloin it's mainly uh, Honduran nationals that are distributing it on the street level. It's just like a game of whack-a-mole. I mean, the, the amount of fentanyl that you and your teams have been able to pull off the street and confiscate uh, could have killed the population of San Francisco three times over. It, it's just uh, mind-blowing to think about. But uh, think about the lives that you save by pulling that much fentanyl off of the streets. However, then you have this story that we are covering on KCBS that the last five months have seen more than 40, uh, 40% increase of accidental overdoses compared to last year. Do you get discouraged sometimes at some of these statistics? Uh, you know, they, they are always taken to heart. Every time that we have people dying, every time that we have people going to the hospital, um, there are people being injured. There are uh, families being impacted. So we, we will not give up on this, um, and we'll continue to fight. And part of this is, you know, it is micrograms that it takes uh, for folks to ingest to overdose and die. And we are also uh, dealing with an issue of uh, the introduction of xylazine, which is an animal tranquilizer that um, has in many parts of the country started to be mixed with fentanyl. And there is no human antidote um, for, uh, for xylazine. So although we have naloxone to help with those that have overdosed from fentanyl, uh, with xylazine on board, uh, if they're mixed together, we don't have a way to bring people back and to uh, reduce the number of deaths. So, you know, we have a combination of things out there, very potent drug, highly addicted population that really needs uh, or that is looking for this high that will bring them to death, and they will still take it. So um, we'll continue to, to work with our partners in public health, uh, our emergency management partners, as well as all of our law enforcement partners to try to you know, balance that, that education, that, that prevention, as well as that treatment option, and mm-hmm. trying to get people that are bringing this deadly substance into our area you know, brought to justice because they are uh, you know, selling this drug 
that is leading to the deaths of folks right. and knowing that it will kill people. Now, obviously, success can be measured by the number of arrests you make with fentanyl dealers. But what about, I mean, should we look at the numbers of maybe an increasing amount of fentanyl removed from the streets as success? Or do we want that number to go down? How are you measuring success? Well, and we're really in the process of that, of defining what success means. Now, from the city of San Francisco, they want to see a community that feels safe. Uh, they want to see a community where there are, there are not dealers out there on every corner um, or any, any crevice that they can hide now that there's more law enforcement out there. Um, they want to see a safer community, and, and we all do. Um, so we're trying to work on what, what metrics of success, what does success really look like for us. And, you know, number of arrests uh, to me is not a measure of success. It's, it's the number of, you know, lives that are saved. It's the number of people that didn't overdose today. Um, it's the number of people that um, are able to get into treatment and to recover from their addiction. Uh, but we do have to stop um, those folks that are enslaving our population with addiction to drugs, those that are profiting off of death and destruction in this community. Um, so there is an angle that we are focused on the, the organizations and the individuals that are profiting off of death. All right. And uh, real quickly, uh, Speaker Emerita Nancy Pelosi, uh, Pelosi uh, is asking the Department of Justice and in, the Department of Justice has actually approved an Operation Overdrive designation for San Francisco. What does that mean and how will that help you? Well, I mean, every resource that we can get uh, improves the situation. So when we talk about Operation Overdrive, and I can't speak on behalf of our, our partners at the Drug Enforcement Administration, uh, they're uh, great leaders in this effort and have a number of programs that, uh, that we work in tandem and support um, through the HIDA program uh, with DEA. Um, you know, that is uh, going to provide additional resources as far as personnel, um, additional resources to the region to to uh, institute some programs that will help us with our enforcement efforts. Um, but there is also a, a component of this that is working with, you know, understanding the overdoses, understanding the outreach that needs to be done, the community engagement. So it, it's a full spectrum of resources that, you know, thanks to, to, to that level of support, uh, we'll get uh, additional federal resources into our region um, to help with this operation which is really the goal is to disrupt um, the distribution of fentanyl, um, not just in the Tenderloin, but throughout uh, the Bay Area. All right, Mike. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right. Mike Senna, Executive Director of the Northern California High Intensity Drug Trafficking Area Task Force. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.